Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share struggles, we brainstorm solutions, and we would love to have you join us. Welcome back to another episode, episode 86. 86. It was a good year. Was it a good year? It was a good year. Okay. I was too... <laughs> I was not a thought. <laughs> no, you weren't born yet. <laughs> I was not... Yeah. My, my parents weren't even together. Whoa. I, wait, wait, wait. No. They got married in 86. So, I lie. You'll just have to take me on so my So, I was maybe a hope. Yeah, okay. It was a good year. They a got, twinkle they got married. in your they got daddy's married. eye? And my mommy's. <laughs> and your mommy's. We're off to a great start. I don't think... <laughs> want to carry this any further <laughs> we could but then we also have to sit in anyways okay. um, <laughs> how you doing crystal you know, you know a little slap happy as yeah, usual but indeed. good okay good. cool cool, cool. Yeah. i wanted to try uh, before we get into the main topic like we talk so much about like how can we ensure good you know boundaries whatnot so what's something that you're doing outside of education that you're enjoying Ooh, i love to watercolor Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And I've been setting a lot more time to intentionally cool. do that. All so right. yeah, I made a lot of Christmas presents this year. Through watercolor? Yeah. Cool. Watercolor and acrylic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I've been doing some scrap. I mean, this is not my answer, but yeah, I've been doing some scrapping a little bit. Just, really? Yeah, just trying to just, Yeah. It's like, it's like using pictures I've used already and then yeah. implementing them to cards. It's, it's fun. I get you there. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, re- recently I've been reading. I know. Ooh. I know. I, what have I, you been reading? I don't read a lot. Uh, okay. Bec- I feel like I'm re- I realize the reason I don't read is because a lot of the stuff that I love, mm-hmm. stories I love are so image based and that just is hard for me to read. Okay. Um, so more like just informational is easier because it's all boop, boop, boop. So right now I'm reading um, Dean Nelson's book, um, Talk to Me. Because oh, I want to. Okay. I want to. About how to interview people. I want to be better at that. Yeah. Because. So, we had Dr. Nelson mm-hmm. in college. Yeah. He was a professor. Uh, well, Still is. Yes. Oh, I, actually, Lumber. I did not have Dr. Nelson. Oh, you didn't My have Dean didn't. Nelson? I okay. did not have Dean. No, I had Dan, but not Dean. So, right. but yeah. Uh, so reading that, I'm also reading... Um, I'll look at my list of books later. I'll place it in the, but one of them is also teaching the, teaching the invisible race. Okay. By dot, dot, dot loading screen. I'd feel really bad if I don't say it right now because citations are important. Teaching the, uh, well, it came up uh, by Tony De La Rosa. So okay. I bought his di- book digitally, but uh, it's about like teaching Asian Americans. Um, nice. But, and so it was, it's also him being a Filipino is like really cool. Just to some of the stuff, like the poems he's written. It's like, Hmm. That hits. It hits. <laughs> I read a lot, and none of it is worth talking about on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Expound. <laughs> Give me a no, taste. No. Give me a sliver. But if you are a listener who also loves things that we do not talk about on this podcast, <laughs> and you want to talk about books, we're two for two. Aren't I we? am your girl. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the the areas of like escapism or that's where my video games come in. So yeah, informational yeah. books, but like like fantasy. I listen or, to informational books mm, and do and I love that. Mm, I love mm. listening to autobiographies, okay. especially when they're read by the author. Um, and I love listening to informational books because I have to be moving in order for me to process the material. <laughs> Nonfiction. What? My brain goes almost. <laughs> Anyways, but you love reading, so you love listening to informational books. <laughs> Such a little brother sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. Okay. I, I too love to read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Um, uh-huh. if you, yeah. Uh, if you'd love to contact Crystal and find out what that's at, find her at crystalpinmore.com. I'm sure she'll give you like, your, your summer book list. So. Oh, yeah. And then mm. some for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Anywho, uh, <laughs> but we're not talking about books today. We're, we're not, not talking, talking about, about books painting. today. Um, so we mentioned last episode about what we were doing before we went on break, and a big part of the holiday season is for not everyone, but for a lot of people, is doing concerts. Mm-hmm. And I've shared earlier that um, my program is getting really big, mm-hmm. and it's and I, as always share it's a good problem. It is a good problem, but it's still a problem. Yeah, but it's still good. Yes. But it's still a problem. Yes. <laughs> so right now... Just you're running con- out of space. So I just to contextualize, I mentioned this in earlier episodes, but if you're a new listener, um, right now, like, especially after COVID, that's when really, I think mm. bloom, bloom, like, blah, 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 bloomed, blossom, exploded, boomed, is my word. Boomed. For. There you go. Um, right now we have 65 kids for lower grade choir. That's awesome. 56 for upper grade. That's and, amazing. Like, it's really good, but like I've and before they, COVID, we're lucky to have like twenty, right? I mean, yeah, that's actually what the groups yeah, were about. Right. And but the nice part, what is it's big, and mm-hmm. but also the thing that's kind of dwindled in size is the, the element of like connectedness mm. and like the smallness of it. I really, I, I only was participating in chamber choirs. I yeah. never was part of a huge choir, and so it's really a different thing. Also, another thing is we have a during school, thanks to the Save the Music Foundation, we have a during school concert band, and. Again, as I mentioned in the last episode, thanks to one of the parents that's um, who's a former band director. Well, he's still a band director, but he's a former band director for the middle school. A huge veteran. Like he's uh, been helping me with my, my band one, my newer band kids. Mm-hmm. But it's just like with all this focus on like, all right, making sure that I get all the stuff ready for the concert, getting or sure, making sure that they're given enough like. Um, support on the the newer you know the the new band kids the old band kids like getting the music right because all the kids always leave their music or lose their music right yeah all this logistical stuff takes up so much time that i realized that i don't uh, this year i've been doing great in the on the ensemble section but Mm -hmm. on the classroom area i could be doing better okay with your organization i I my my brain swaths everything together. Okay, but probably if you like parse it, it out. It sounds like you're struggling with systams, <sighs> classroom systems, classroom systems, and also well, I, am I, I hearing that right? Classroom systems, but also the lessons I offer. Like okay, sometimes because I focus so much on the big event, the lesson I give that uh-huh. I create is not as tight as it could be. It's not Got as. It. Breath, there's not as much breath as it bre- breadth as breath. it could be, yeah. and be- I feel like because of gotcha. you know, focusing so much on the forty percent, yeah, that the hundred percent suffers. Well, okay, so a couple thoughts on that. First of all, sure. this is exactly what we started talking about in the last episode, yes. isn't it? But it's, I wanted to buy my tongue so I can uh, okay, share got it. it. No, so you no, can no. share it with this, yeah. right? Yeah, but getting that, getting to that, like here's something awesome that we can share. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. you have to have the capacity in order to build in all the supports, yes. right? And th- that ORF training comes in handy there mm-hmm. because then you know that's automatically scaffolded as long as you're thinking about the process. If you're thinking, about the process, if yes. you're thinking through the process, um, which is for th- mm-hmm. those of you who are new imitation which is i do you repeat mm-hmm. exploration give the child a little bit of freedom mm-hmm. um imitation exploration improvisation uh-huh and then composition and yes. then we like We're to add showcase showcase because yes. you got to show it off right and that's that that's the thing that i've been leaning so much like actually the latter i want to say the latter portion of my teaching career but actually a majority I, advocacy well that's a big pop there advocacy is so important because especially where we teach um Mm -hmm. before we taught there was no understanding of what music is about or Mm -hmm. what music education is about and unless you show it to parents they're not not going to understand and 
inform like when you were starting talking talk about informants is back when we I first started it's like oh this is pretty cool I like this idea but I was you know I was trained in the performance area so I kind of lean right. more towards that but it, there is a huge advocacy bit when right. parents and when also uh, administrators like this is also they why don't know what you do until no. you show them mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's also another reason why your choirs are growing you've been there long enough that they know what you can do thankfully yes yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and. I, I try to, yeah, I, I, there's a lot I try to implement into my choirs with, you know, you know camaraderie, SEL, there's mm-hmm. a lot of just stuff that just I do also in my general music class. But I feel like because the advocacy bit is the thing that really pulls my bridle, for lack of a better term, I can't think of. <laughs> uh, it's like I lean more towards I, I need to bol- bolster this or make, like, I need to water this. Like, yeah. I remember one time also, like, I was focusing on my band One Kids, my new band Kids, yeah. and I don't have enough time to see. When I, so I have sectionals, by the way. So during Good. school hours, yeah. I have sectionals. I you doing that, yeah. Um, Mondays, I see flutes. Um, Tuesdays, I see clarinets. I see my reeds. Um, mm-hmm. Wednesdays, I see percussion. Um, Thursday, I see brass. And then Fridays, when I see full band. And band one, and I, I need to see them. I need to teach them good, you know, good technique. Totally. Uh, band two kids are getting jealous because they're outside just practicing outside. It's like, I feel like Mr. Sullivan doesn't care about me. I just, I, and I've kids not actually quit, but talk about quitting because... I'm not wa- watering their needs. And so if even with ensembles, if I'm not watering enough people, and then I think about also the general music classroom, it's like, sure. I'm, I've been at the middle of concert season. I realized this is, I don't know what I want right now. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm really stressed out because I love performances. I think there is a joy when students perform and there's a connectedness when all of us come together. But, I'm also hired to teach the hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, what well, are that which which brings me to the other thing I was thinking mm-hmm. about, which is you're you're one person, my friend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and you're that's just life. Like you're mm-hmm. gonna have to pick. You know, you, yes. you have to pick what's more important. And it sounds like you're in just a season of transition. So I would encourage you to be gentle with yourself while sure, you transition sure. and you figure it out. Your school's been changing a lot. It has been in the last couple of years, and so like there's growing pains. It sounds like, and that's normal. And also you've had enough years now under your belt doing the Orf thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And getting your general music down that you can afford to kind of automate it a little bit this year. Recycle stuff that has worked in the past. Maybe that's just an area you don't explore new exciting things for now until you feel better with your ensembles. Those are my thoughts. I feel like that's that's what I would tell you if we were on the phone right now. Sure, sure. Yeah. I think about, I mean, I, I, you're right in the element of I, I'm always trying to try new things. And for yeah. my own, I, part of what we mentioned last episode is like, how do we as teachers find ways to be creative? And I think I try to lean too much in the creative element of the lesson plans. Mm. Um, like, how do I change things up more? How do sure. I and make things interesting for not just... For yourself. For myself, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to just... Mm, I, I, copy pasta is just something that's just like... Uh, it, it doesn't right. roll well with me, but also it works. It does work and the kids like it. That's the thing. Is And I have to... It goes back to what Mark likes to say, right? Like, um, as a new teacher, you feel like if you're not working the hardest in the room yes. that learning is not occurring and that's just not true yes yeah mm-hmm. and kids like repeating activities that's too true. so that's true yeah i th- i don't know i i think on another element so lately we've um the california received a lot of money regarding um elop so extended mm-hmm. learning opportunities program which is now called lead i don't remember what that acronym stands for but um, it's after school stuff basically mm-hmm. there's but a bunch of money if you want to start an after school club yeah which yeah. is really cool and like 
I'm actually being paid for being a choir teacher after Which school. Which I just cannot believe but that also, you've never been paid to teach choir before. It's crazy. We didn't have the funds before. And so like, yeah. Did it out of the goodness of your heart. Which, yep. yeah. Um, sorry, uh, union people. But but also like. Well, you could afford to do it too. But also another element is just that because of this, I'm debating whether or not to let go of my, my ensembles. Mm. Get someone else in there, you know? Yeah. Changed up. And so. I well, know, you know that I've done that. Uh, yeah, expand. Maybe so we've, you, I mean, yeah, I did. I did journey. that. I had a student teacher, and so um, I basically told him, "Whatever you want to do, start mm-hmm. an ELOP." Another teacher at my school started the ukulele club, and she's run with it. And I don't need to touch it. She's doing a great job. Um, and then uh, he's he's done, you know, the orchestra stuff, like awesome. put it out there to offer and, and get that started. And so we still do the introduction to strings during the general music time mm-hmm, during mm-hmm. the school day. But then, you know, really, orchestra needs to be an after-school program, a dedicated program. It yeah. does. Mm-hmm. They need to have their own time to meet if they're going to go anywhere with it so yeah. it has to be a pull how's, out it, how's it going? ensemble i mean it's we're it's a small year, school so, yeah. it's the first year of really getting it off the ground um orchestra is not a big part of our culture yet so we're getting there my orf ensemble is really popular and the kids have a lot of fun with it so that's definitely the biggest one i think because mm-hmm. it's just we play fun stuff orchestra's harder yeah you know, like it's, there's so many motor skills and I have a lot of kids with really delayed motor skills. And why so is that? I th- why, do you think, <laughs> why do you think that it is? I, it took me a half a second to catch the sarcasm. <laughs> um, COVID, dear. Um, the big C. <laughs> yes, the big C. Yeah. Yeah, the C word. The other C word. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just really thrown a wrench in everything. Sure. The first year we came back, I tried to put the violins in their hands for the first time, and I had four broken <laughs> strings that first day. It was just so awful because they just they they didn't know how to handle something delicate. Right. <laughs> I, I feel I, I'm imagining you give them violins and they just like. <laughs> you know they don't they don't do it on purpose of course not yeah you know well, but of some not, of but. them some of them will get bored and like put the instrument on the ground and all it takes is one second with me looking at the other side of the room for a kid to get bored and you know do something dumb that causes you know issues with yeah. an instrument and then mm. we're out then we're down a violin so it's a lot. It I feel like with the instrumental ensembles like band and orchestra, the, just the sheer amount of materials management is it's so challenging. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I more power to those who like are like who do that like yeah. in a class. Like, like you were also like I, I still think Maya when she like, my my mind went to Maya because she was one of the first people I talked Lowry. to. Lori, Lori as well who yeah. do it during school like that's a lot. That's yeah, a, lot. a lot. Flavia, yeah, yeah. like yeah. all of, all the like strings people for sure. Yeah, it's it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of years to figure it out. I feel <laughs> like you know we have strings methods, we have uh, instrumental methods for like the, this is how you get started, but there's no like okay this is how you get a fourth grader to not break a. <laughs> A flute <laughs> the first time they put it together. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm actually, I, I'm really curious. Did those who teach concert band in elementary school, mm-hmm. do you do it in a classroom? I'm curious. Cause like, there's also the element of like reads and such. Like, I can't, I can't imagine like having, not, having it not being a dedicated like, a class. Yeah, right. But yeah, anyways, like, uh, you're right. Like, there's a huge transition. I don't know. Maybe I just forced myself to enter so many transition seasons. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying. I guess I'm trying to uh, parse. Is this? Is it? Is it sustainable for me to do general ed, general music, plus also ensembles? 
concerts. Uh, <laughs> there are plenty of schools that have multiple teachers for the same and, number of students that you have with all those ensembles. So, so we just need more trained bodies. We do. I, th- I th- yeah. you know, that comes back to my rallying cry of yeah. more trained humans. Yes. <laughs> we cannot do this on our own. We cannot do great things alone. We can't do great things alone. We can't do great things at one school site alone. So we really do have to pick. And that's, that's why I've gone to the model where I have with my showcases during the school day. It's like, I can't put together big performances just myself at night and get the kids there and, you know, get enough volunteers yeah. and get the stage decorated. And yeah. I just, I don't have it in me and be a mom and a somewhat balanced individual. Yeah. I'm still single. I mean, like mm-hmm. I'm not, st- I'm still not married. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that's a, that's a thing. Um, but I, two things come to mind. One is like, I remember going, um, the ORF, uh, ORF conference. When uh-huh. talk- Natasha was talking about like, she was doing a whole session on informances and talking about how, um, performances are very stressful and i like my my when she first said that my initial thoughts oh, i enjoy performances and then i had perform concert season oh my gosh i forgot <laughs> <laughs> do you like, remember forever ago we did the cycle of like the concert i do we need to post yeah, that again no, we, no, 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 do. we do i you forget you do forget and i, I it's like childbirth you forget how <laughs> terrible it is <laughs> but it's exciting it is exciting it's exciting it's i know why it's like and also like <laughs> But also, <laughs> uh, sorry, I succeeded. I derailed him. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Since me uh, trolling Jonathan. Yeah, I yeah. just I want both, and yeah. I want all. I just want everything. Right. I just want everything, and obviously you can't. But like, there's mm-hmm. there's an excitement. There is also just parents love it. Yes. And I think Yes. I don't want to dis- I, I'm not trying to diminish anyone who does informances exclusively. Like that, that's really good. There is a huge advocacy bit of showcasing what happens, the vertical slice of what happens in a classroom versus what happens just on stage. It's really important for the kids to know what it feels like to stand on stage and present something that they're proud of. Mhm. I've gotten a lot more clear on that lately. Mm-hmm. I was not clear on that for a long time. Um, and COVID definitely threw a wrench in that for me too. Building a program at a brand new school that did not have music as part of its DNA, that also, you know, had me lose sight of the importance, I think, of concerts for a while too. I went from a school where uh, that was just a thing that they did all the time, was sing for each other, put on little plays, um, to my school where the kids didn't present anything like that. They, they, the first, I will say the first grade teachers did a beautiful ballet folklorico hmm. thing every year that they still do. And it's amazing. Cool. So like they had that, that little bit of performance experience, but to get on stage and speak or sing, yeah. it's, it, it just requires a skill set in yeah. order to be interesting to watch. Yeah. And you have to explicitly teach that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. I just feel like that's you're right you're right we need more people it's just like it's just feel like that that's already just <laughs> that is a job in and of itself yeah, like teaching yeah, it uh, doing leading concerts is a job in and of itself yes it is like um, it's event planning it is and, yeah and i love it but i mean <laughs> i've gotten I, better at it sure. i don't love it though i i mean there's a reason why up until this year i was in charge of that festival like yeah and yeah it, it was <laughs> When Mark, when I when I gave Mark the keys to the Vapa Festival, it was there was a death in me. Like, I was Aww. really sad because I really enjoyed the, the creating the hype and like yeah. last year had its problems. But um, well, you know, yeah, yeah, pains. You, you learn, you learn. But like, mm-hmm. but also like, I need to focus on my hundred percent. Yeah. So today, 
um, I, we've already shared how we um, how how the sausage is made. So like this, uh, we, uh, we uh, today is being recorded of our first day. Mm-hmm. And we're planning it, and today I spent so much time planning for the variety show. We're having a variety show coming up, and it's not a showcase of our choirs or band, but like m- mostly solos. But even then, it still takes took a, it takes a lot of time to get that event. Yeah, organized for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, where's everybody going to sit? How are they going to come in and out? Where are the students going to wait? Well, we're getting them on stage. Who's going to be the runner to go get them and line them up backstage? How are we going to change materials to get on stage? It's a whole thing. Yes. It's a lot. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of people to make it happen. Yeah, and thankfully, more people are jumping on board. Like, there are a lot of people hopping out. Um, yeah. My dance teacher is out sick uh, for the quarter, so, like, we're having some more people that are willing to take the mantle of her position, which is great. Like, there's... Mm-hmm. I'm grateful. I mean, I had a ninth, this is my ninth year at my school site where teachers like they they see us as colleagues and they're yeah. just like hey yeah. how can, can help i help out. how can we help yes yes so i'm also getting better at asking for that help i think that there was kind of a mutual um like not understanding of what my job was going to be when mm, i came in okay. um nine years ago now uh and uh and me not knowing how to ask brand new colleagues for what I needed. And so for a few years, there was kind of that. What was the kind of thought? What was the expectation when you first came? I don't think, well, from the principal or from the teachers yes. or from everybody. From different quarters. I don't really think anybody knew what to expect. Okay. Um, I, I was walking into a, a school that had not had a music teacher since the 80s. Mm-hmm, and yeah. um, the teachers were used to doing everything themselves yeah. uh, if they wanted anything. And so they had put together a cute little christmas show that they'd done the same thing every year forever and uh and they you know they did the dances and they had all these all these different activities and then i came in from a place where you know i was expected to run a huge musical twice a year and thinking like that's what i know how to do um and so that's what I'm going to do. This was pre-ORF training, too. Sure. So, yes. like, you know, we're going to learn all the songs and all the dance moves, and everybody's going to put on this giant show. Mm-hmm. But, oh, we don't have a proper performing space. And also, people don't like change. And so when you come right. in and be like, don't worry about Christmas, guys, I got it. They're like, excuse uh, you. Ooh. We've been doing this for 17 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there was there was some communicating that needed to occur. What's it like now? I, I mean, I know you shared earlier about your informants, or well, yeah. your showcases. Showcases, yeah. Um, do those correlate with their, do they still have Christmas uh, performance? Uh, well, for a lot of reasons, the Christmas Bazaar just has not happened for a long okay. time. Um, for, like, you know, certain parents that were uh, integral in making that happen sure. just aren't there sure. anymore. Also COVID, also, you know. The, the teachers decided not to continue it after a couple of years, too. Okay. Um, so for a while, I just didn't touch the holiday season. Okay. Um, it was like I I was definitely getting the don't go there vibe. So sure, I didn't sure, go there. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that's fine. We can do a spring thing. I don't care. <laughs> when did you start so, taking on, on to on, when did you start taking roles for the holiday season then? Um, just, uh, just in the last couple of years, um, over COVID, uh, when they started making those like virtual choir generator tools, right. Um, I put together a little video that everybody in the school could submit a video to, to make a virtual ensemble. And we tied it together with a little story. So that was kind of the first one. And I called it the VAPA showcase. Mm. And we had the kids make some art to put in that video. Um, and then, 
I just kind of continued it. We came back. So now I do, everybody gets a showcase at once a year at some point, And we do a big video at, and during the winter time this year, we did Jack Frost. It was cute. So it seems like you try to marry the performance mm-hmm. with the class, with the stuff you do, you do in class. Mm-hmm. Yes. I try to make sure that my performances are an accurate reflection of what we do in music class. Yeah. And so whatever it is that we're learning, um, you know, I kind of funnel it into the show on stage. I think I, I talked about how we did Canon 19 this year. Dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. And I had it Halloween theme. So it, I turned it into a whole haunted house thing. Spooky. It was awesome. So the kids made sound effects with that. And then that was the, what was that noise? What was that noise? Mm-hmm. What was that noise? It's really frightening. And they had, and they wore their Halloween costumes. It was very cute. So, um, yeah, I, I try to kind of theme it that way okay. to make it interesting to watch and fun for the parents, but also meaningful because it's what we're actually doing in class. Right. It's not like, please hold your regularly scheduled program while we take a a hard right and sing Rudolph, you know, like try to try to make sure that it's in line with what I want them to learn. I don't remember how we got here. I think so. I know (laughs) I I wanted to hear you like what you were doing and like how the culture shift was happening. And I'm thinking as, as I brought my own problem (laughs) into this podcast and, uh, I was sharing my, sharing my problem. Should I say, Uh uh, I don't know. I, part of me is tempted to say the answer for my stressful thing is to do more performances for the things I do in my classroom, mm. which is more stress unless I do it right, unless I optimize it. Right. So that's where your so I that's where backwards planning comes in. Yeah, of course. Yes. I yes. mean, it, right. And I and I feel I'm not just saying that to Jonathan oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seligman, <laughs> but um, yeah. for somebody who's listening to this and maybe contemplating it for mm-hmm. the first time, um, I mean, I think about like, okay, so I said that fourth grade is going to do a showcase on October 15th, and I have eight music classes to get there, right? Starting mm-hmm. in whenever. Um, and I want to have it be a reflection of these three goals that we have. And so I know that I need to, it to be about a 20 minute program. Uh, this is what I'm going to make the goals. And these are the songs that I can use that will be themed for whatever it's going to be eventually that I can teach them in several different forms. Like um, Canon 19 did not start out as a haunted house round. It started out as, as uh, just the music. And we did a movement activity to it that was completely unrelated. And then we listened to it and we tapped the beat on our bodies and we listened to it for weeks before I ever taught them the xylophone part. So, um, you know, you can, you can take those songs and you can take those lessons and you can turn them into some sort of themed program, but you don't teach them that way. Right. You know, you're not, you don't have to teach snowflake lessons in August unless you really want want to. to. I mean, you could, don't let me, I mean, don't let me yuck your yum. If that's, if that's what you want to do. (laughs) Sleigh ride was made as a song during the, you know, the heat of summer because people wanted to, Understandably so. uh, I need to cool down here. So, you know, if you don't teach the snowflakes in August, by all means. Right. I think it comes down to how many times a week do you see your kids? Yeah. Or a month or whatever. What's our, how, what's your frequency? And then how long are your class periods? And what do you, what's your goal and what's your principal's goal? And then you got to get on the same page with that one because I've had principals before who were like, um, I would talk to them and be like, oh man, performances are just so stressful because, you know, when I came to Chula Vista, I'm teaching at two different schools. I see the kids like once a month if I'm lucky. You were two different schools your first time? Yeah. Juarez, Lincoln, and Finney. Oh, I thought you were Juarez. Okay. Uh, Yeah. No, I was split. I was split. And so they wanted concerts right away. And I'm like, 
you do understand that I'm going to see these children a grand total of nine times this year, right? <laughs> and just like spelling it out for them right. and be like, can we talk about how realistic this is? You know, like you might want that, but what's the map? <laughs> yeah. I, how realistic this is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just, so I feel like the answer is just be better, right? <laughs> no, it, it really The answer is communicate. No, the answer, I feel like what it boils down to is first off, plan, plan your map. Yeah. But also. Know the plan in your own mind and then communicate it clearly. Know the plan, but also reach out. Yes, write it down. Like, I remember, yeah, I mentioned earlier, um, sorry, not earlier, the last episode, the ukulele club mm -hmm. started by former teacher like I love it we can do more things like, you can do more things if you just reach out and like and see who wants let to help it out go. well thankfully that in that case that was created by them yeah but yeah we'll see about my it's, cars it's we'll hard to let cars. go it control is. of your baby it's hard yeah but um we'll see all the hardest part of having a student teacher i was like okay yes. i guess you have to drive now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was i mentioned so, so many episodes but like student teaching online well online is just <laughs> just just different it's just different well, we're never doing it again ever <sighs> Not gonna i will never do it again <laughs> yeah yeah it ain't happening <laughs> no way we as a collective might hopefully not hopefully oh, not, but we it, better not dude that was rough yeah but all right yeah thank yeah. you for parsing through and if also if you have any thoughts on this topic i would love to hear your thoughts i'm on team do whatever you can to not burn out and sure yeah 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 and you're doing great thank you we'll be back with, with spiccato, spiccato after, after the break i want to take a quick break and thank my husband brian who's been working behind the scenes producing these episodes every week on all of the platforms and on time but you need to know that he is first a financial planner for mission trails financial mission trails financial is a partner that seeks to guide clients in the journey to financial success they believe that people need a financial advisor that aims to provide strategies for success mission trails financial helps people navigate investments tax planning and insurance Imagine working with an advisor who isn't tied to specific brands. Mission Trails Financial has a fiduciary responsibility to act in the best interests of their clients by providing independent, objective advice. Their mission is to help clients accomplish their financial goals. As Joe Vitale once said, a goal should scare you a little and excite you a lot. Do yourself a favor and set up a time to chat with Mission Trails Financial. Visit www.missiontrailsfinancial.com or call 619-419-0238 to schedule a call. You'll be glad you did. We believe that leaning on professionals is how we get ahead. Check out the program notes for more information. Are you ready for some spicottage? Spicottage. Ooh, but before we get to the cottage, <laughs> we'll have to find the cheese, which is on the left side. So we've got to turn left. And thank you, everyone, so much for being part of this journey. 86 episodes. Wow, that's pretty wild. Um, 86 plus was zero, I guess. So 87 episodes. But, you know, you're counting. I'm counting. It's, I Someone's can't counting. count anymore at all. But you know who can count? Who? The algorithms. Because if you hit that like and subscribe, that would be great. And it will be helpful to all of the other listeners that have not heard us before. So okay. please leave us a review on any of the podcast listening apps, Spotify, Apple. I will read it if you write it down. And we get really excited. Yes, we do. When you leave it. Unreasonably mm -hmm. excited. Yes. And also, if you have a Google account, which most of you do, just create one or create one and then go on YouTube. Just mm -hmm. like, Leave subscribe. a comment. Yeah. It's true. Awesome. 
So All right. also, if you Good would like talk. to help, before we talk though, oh. before we continue that talk, if you want to help, give us a buck, you know, this podcast is free, but if you want to help support these lights, continue to move on, go to patreon.com slash CH classroom. There is a lot of stuff you can get there. Um, merch, if you sign up for certain levels and it's, it's the jam. It so is the jam. It's the, it's the cottage jam. So do it. And speaking of cottages, cheese. Excellent. Back to that. Thank idea. you, Jonathan. He's <laughs> malfunctioning, guys. There's sparks flying out of his ears. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's spiccato is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. I'm going to make you think. Okay. So I gave myself a challenge this year for okay. my performances because I'm trying to take my performances to the next level. And I was inspired by a friend of ours who um, he is uh, a former employee of Disneyland was in the Disneyland Main Street Band for years and years. Um, and he um, puts on brass concerts. And he's in, he, he has a big brass ensemble. They do a lot of amazing concerts over the holidays. We went to one of, uh, one of their holiday concerts, um, and it was at First Pres downtown. And they had the voice of the Padres uh, reading the night before Christmas. Mm. And then the official organist of the Padres um, playing cool. organ at the okay. concert. Okay. They had his jazz band. It was a really great concert. But what I learned through watching RB over the years, the RB Anthony, mm. an amazing French hornist. Hi, RB. Hi, RB. Um, what I have learned from watching him lead these concerts is he always does several elements of audience participation Mm, it's so much fun it's so disney um you know just in the execution the way he does it and it's darling so here's what i took from him and then my challenge is what how would you add an element of audience participation during your next concert so okay so what i did what i loved that he did this year is he had everybody in the audience he he had this whole shtick about like the percussionist forgot to bring the jingle bells and so for sleigh ride we all got our keys out Mm. and the audience was the jingle bells for sleigh ride which was so cool um and uh so that that was one piece uh he always brings up a young child to conduct the um the band uh for one song and and it, this year it was santa claus is coming to town so he's he starts out holding their arms and like going at a normal speed and then okay. lets go and then they follow however fast Ooh, or slow the kid okay. goes cool, cool, cool. so that was adorable too that'll work well with our schools right <laughs> <laughs> somebody's little brother or sister i think that'd be adorable I mean, it's very doable and then, so what I and then what what I've made a tradition at our school is um, the audience always sings a song together, and we always do a folk dance together at the end. So we um, we have like uh, probably twenty five feet reserved in front of the stage for two classes to go sit, and then okay. those students after the presentations over are dismissed. And then that's the dance floor area. So all the students on stage go get their family member. Mm, and then we have a big cool, cool. a big dance. Okay. So how can you get more audience participation in your shows? So something I've done in mm-hmm. the past. Um, there, I, I, try, I have a song that my upper choir, great choir sings every winter music concert. Mm-hmm. And there's one that we sing every spring music concert as of late. It's uh, the winter music concert. It's Becky Slagle-Mayo's um, All in a Silent Night. And for the spring music concert, it's Switchfoot's All I Need. Okay. And there is a section in the bridge where um, they sing these O's. Oh, 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 o
And then they sing the chorus on like a kind of a softer level. And then before they bring it back into the big like finale section, I have the audience sing the O's. Um, and then since it matches the chord progression, they oh, cross our fingers that they keep on singing, uh-huh. which they usually do a decent job. Um, the choir will sing on top of that the chorus while the Ooh, O's are going on. I like it. I've done all, and it works kind of also with um, when we have the school performance as well. The the, um, the audience, the kids that are not in choir, are singing the O's as well while the um, the choir is singing um, the chorus. So that is something that I've done. That's really fun. It's I, I, I that I, is cool. It, it's I a, like that. It's fun, um, but I would like to level up. Yeah. So level up. let's see. I'm down to listen to your ideas, by the way. Okay. So maybe I should. Well, I'll share one more yeah. thing. So the, I saw also saw this over the holiday season, which was super cool. There's a church that does um, outdoor Christmas church up the street at our neighborhood park every year, and so we we go to that. We don't we're not regular attenders on their Sunday services, but it's a really cool event that they've kind of created, and it goes on over a couple of days. They put up a huge stage, and their music director wrote this arrangement of my least favorite Christmas song. Second least favorite Christmas song, actually. Ooh. My least favorite is Mary Did You Know, because she totally did. Um, <laughs> my f- <laughs> second least would be The Little Drummer Boy. Um, Interesting. Okay. I just It just annoys me also. No mother with a newborn wants a drum in the in the general vicinity. They just don't. But anyway, so he he wrote this version, though, that's super cool on the chorus that has audience ostinati and so he has like three different leaderships um stages and they're leading ostinati so like this part of the audience goes rumpa bum bum rumpa bum bum you know and like mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you know and then another one does some sort of stomp clap clap thing like it's totally orf all the way and then they sing on top of it and that's it's cool very cool okay, okay yeah 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 and there's hundreds of people that go to these services so i mean there must have been like five six hundred people all doing the thing it Hmm. was rad my one of my least favorite christmas songs (laughs) sorry since we're talking about (laughs) which one (laughs) is it the christmas shoes because i also hate that one (laughs) i don't know this one what's the christmas shoes oh it's about this kid whose mom dies and like goes to see jesus that night and needs pretty shoes and oh my gosh it's awful my least favorite i forget what it's called i know who the artist is um Uh It's John, it's uh, John Lennon's. Um, I'm sorry. I, 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 you don't like War Is Over. War Is Over. If you want it, that's so sad. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I, I wish the world worked that way, but it is not. It is not that simple. Mm. It's like that is so sacred. It's so John Lennon. It's so like mm-hmm. oh kumbaya, y'all. It's like imagine. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. Do you have a barf bag here? It's like I just I, I'm sorry. This is just I so I didn't know so, this about you. This it is, is amazing. So, You're a Lennon hater? I am a oh. It's George Harrison all the way. I'm sorry. But <laughs> it is very it's just soft. Right. Soft okay. piece. It's soft piece. That's what it is. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Rest in peace. But whatever. So, did you have any ideas <laughs> but, about so, audience participation? <laughs> I shared my story. But uh but Do you feel better now that you've vented? I, I mean I like the Austinati mm-hmm. option. Like I, I think that's cool. I I, I I yeah, it just pretty much gives them something to do mm-hmm. that's repeated. I just don't have an answer. I think I like I like the idea of sleigh bells, like the keychains and sleigh that's bells. So cute. That's cool. Yeah. Um, don't hum clap on the beat because <laughs> you might get things you can't. don't. <laughs> you might get things. 
<laughs> I, so I told you about the my winter music concert, and like, kids are singing solos, uh-huh. and kids are they, 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 the audience started. So um, the first concert was for the parents, and parents started clapping to it. And it was on one and three, wasn't um, it? The first the first one was on two and four. And okay, the, okay. But like then the second one was on one and three. And then the thing is, anyone who went to that concert during the night, the, went to the night concert during the morning performance for the students, mm-hmm. they decided, oh, I'll do what I what everyone else was doing. So they started clapping, but but wrong. But that that was the wrong portion. <laughs> That's when it wasn't just it wasn't just on oh, one and three. Bless their heart. That was on one, <laughs> the end of one, the end of oh my three, the 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 e of four, uh-huh. and it was just. It was, great just don't try to analyze it yeah. you're just watching sheet music explode in your head mark like, who came to that con- like, to concert i'm really curious mark what did you think of that clapping <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll call him in <laughs> um but yeah so i i i, I'll, I will experiment and i will let you know okay when we, when we have our spring music concert okay yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's mm-hmm. my fun challenge for the year cool yes what would you do what would you do what would you do and also what's your least favorite christmas song <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my friend Weston and I have talked for years about making like a compilation of the oh, worst gosh. Christmas songs that we had a long list. Just a lot of thoughts. <laughs> There's so just many. A lot of thoughts. There's so many. Okay. But just like your books, I will hold back my tongue on sharing some thoughts on it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just like my books. I'm not ashamed of them. I'm just not going to put them out on this channel. That's all. But crystalprimor.com. <laughs> Look for the book section. (laughs) Nope, it ain't there. All right, so (laughs) um, I have a round of the week. Round of the week. Round of the week. We have neglected kookaburra. Yeah, we were looking through our list of like. I can't believe we've never done kookaburra. That's like my favorite bird at the San Diego Zoo. But we're still not gonna do kookaburra. Have you you seen them though? They're so cute. They're like this big and they're like round and fluffy with giant beaks. I mean, I've seen them, but I don't know if it's a zoo. They look like cartoons. Like yeah, yeah. I always try to like get him to sing. But anyway, anyway, so this is to the tune of Kookaburra. Okay. Um, and so we're still not gonna do Kookaburra. I don't know the last names of these lovely people, and an internet search did not immediately reveal it. And so, um, a special heartfelt thank you to Heather and Cheryl, whoever you are, <laughs> who came up with this version. Give some people email. It was me. I was like, we don't know if it's, it's you. really cute. <laughs> um, so it goes um, uh, to the tune of Kookaburra. This is picking up a pepperoni pizza. And they wrote it for a choir warm-up. Picking up a pepperoni pizza, lots of mozzarella and lots of pizza. I love a pizza pie, bigger bite of pizza, me oh my. Sorry, my, my sight ring is That's okay, I rough. got you, I got no, you. No, let's let the people listen again. So okay. please sing with your lovely voice. Picking up a pepperoni pizza, lots of mozzarella and lots of pizza. I love a pizza pie, bigger bite of pizza, me oh my. Repeat. Repeat. Picking up a pepperoni pizza. Picking up a pepperoni pepperoni pizza lots of mozzarella and lots of pizza lots of mozzarella and lots of pizza i love a pizza pie bigger bite of pizza me oh my i love a pizza pie bigger bite of pizza me oh my bigger bite of pizza Yes. Yes. Oh, Mario. <laughs> Shall we? Picking up a pepper. 
pepperoni. No, we're going to do it together. Okay, got it. Now we got a plan. Mm-hmm. Picking up a pepperoni pizza, lots of mozzarella and lots of pizza. I love a pizza pie. Big a bite of pizza, me oh my. Picking up a pepperoni Pepperoni pizza, lots of mozzarella and lots of pizza. Lots of mozzarella and lots of pizza. Big a bite of pizza, I love a pizza pie. Bite of pizza, pizza, me oh my. Oh my god, that's a good one. Yeah, I like it. All right. So, thank you. I, I I'm so sorry. I forgot to take lactate before that, so it's gonna affect me a little <laughs> oh, bit. Get out! <laughs> out. <laughs> Thank you so much, Crystal, for brainstorming that whole session. If people want to contact you for your books that you're gonna be publishing on, <laughs> Google me. <laughs> Google, yes, Google. <laughs> Google me, man. Crystal Pridmore. Crystalpridmore.com. Okay. Awesome, awesome. You can reach me at johnselligman.com mm-hmm. or on all the socials, uh, Mr. Seligman, M R S E L I G M A N. I'm on, on threads much more than uh, Twitter now, so find me there. Mm-hmm. And you can find us at CH Classroom on all the socials and uh, write us a letter, a yeah. digital letter. Not a real letter, but a digital letter on chaoticarmaclassroom at gmail.com. You could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could do that. You can confess what books are on your shelf. It's fine. Or stuffed in your Kindle, either. Is that going to be a, a, a section on our patreon.com slash discussion? <laughs> Crystal's reading list. <laughs> we do both our lists. <laughs> we should do it. There will be zero crossover. That is not a Venn diagram. That's just two circles. <laughs> <laughs> two islands. Thank you Very so much, far y'all. Apart. And scene. Bye. Bye. The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore and Jonathan Seligman. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com Jesus and smut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jesus loved this mutter. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>